Welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. Vialto is your ally in mobility, tax and immigration solutions. We spark meaningful growth for your business and your people. At Vialto, we push the boundaries of global mobility, powering positive outcomes in business and beyond. Our teams partner closely with you, providing extensive expertise and seamless tech-enabled experiences so you can mobilize a dynamic global workforce and unlock potential. Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode in our On The Move series discussing the Posted Workers Directives, this very dense topic that we want to switch for you into an approachable and even interesting theme for after work drinks conversations. I'm your podcast host, Sharis Aid. I'm a senior manager and immigration lawyer at Vialto Partners. And today we're going to be discussing the Directive on Transparent and Predictable Working Conditions, which sounds very fancy, but it's just another piece of European Union legislation that links with the Posted Workers Directives. To discuss this very new and interesting topic today, I have with me Iris. How are you doing, Iris? Hi, Sherry. I'm doing well. Fine. Thank you. So can you introduce yourself for our public? I'd love to. So my name is Iris Tuinstraat. I'm a director in Vialto Partners based in Amsterdam. And uh, what I do daily is uh, I specialize in um, supporting companies with the design and implementation of business travel uh, management frameworks with a special focus on posted workers. So as you can see, we have the perfect speaker today with us. So just to give a bit of more context before we start on this directive on transparent and predictable working conditions, the deadline for transposition, which basically means just putting this into national law, was the 1st of August 2022. And this new directive uh, focuses on employment law and provides more extensive and modernized rights for all workers in the EU. It's basically the European Union's response to digitalization, post-COVID labor market, and the need for more control in employment obligations. So basically, in summary, it looks to ensure that all categories of workers receive certain key information as to their working conditions. And this links to the enforcement directive on posted workers and the concept of remuneration obligations. And well, this is very obscure. So Iris, would you be able to explain a bit more what does it mean, remuneration obligations? Yes, of course. So basically, remuneration is really referring to uh, avoiding social dumping and protect workers against employment discrimination. So a posted worker must have, during the posting, an equivalent remuneration and conditions to work to local workers in the country of posting. And the obligations depend on the country where the work is performed, so the country of the, of the posting. And they generally include minimum rates of pay, but also linking to overtime rates, allowances for work at night or even during weekends or on public holidays. So this is very interesting because there is a lot of people out there that think that if they send someone on posting and they just get, let's say, half a million euros in in their home country as pay salary, they shouldn't worry about remuneration. But that's not the case, right? Because even if they go above the minimum levels of that country, we still have to look at those overtime rates, all of those holidays. Maybe they need to get more more days, right? Like how how can it work? And... Are there any exemptions that we should look at or does this apply for all of the terms of employment in the host country? 
what we especially need to look for is that it is indeed not only focusing on the salary, the level of salary. It is focusing to the basic, as we call that, the hardcore employment rights. So making sure that the basic elements are really protected. And that is including, of course, the basic pay, but also making sure that people have sufficient holidays or sufficient holiday payment and making sure that they get the allowances that they are entitled to. And each country, if I understand correctly, has determined which ones are the hardcore terms of employment, right? Yeah, this is really referring to uh, every country's uh, local employment law, which also makes it very interesting or complex, as you want to say, because not every country has the same set of uh, hardcore employment rights. So uh, even specifically, if people have a very, I would say, generous basic remuneration, it's still also important to make sure that very basic rights like holiday entitlements are taken care of. So even if I have a generous pay, I also am entitled to the, the same holiday rights that local workers have. This is something that definitely people need to look at. And, and something that we need to mention about these hardcore terms of employment is that based on the enforcement directive, these are only applicable for initially the first 12 months, right? What do we need to do after the 12 months or what, what does that happen? Yeah, so after the 12 months, and the 12 months, I think we need to make a little uh, additional comment to that. So the 12 months period can be extended to a maximum until 18 months, but there has to be an, a request submitted and approved for that. So that's the, that's the let's say, the, the not standard situation. But normally, if no request is submitted, after 12 months, the extended set of employment rights is going to be applicable. And... Again, this is not something that is similar throughout all the countries. So a, a, a topic really to take, um, uh, to take attention to if people are on a posting which is expected to be longer than 12 months. And Sherry, maybe I can give you an example of what this could be and why it could be important to just have a look at that. So someone who is going to be on a posting, for instance, uh, to a country that has a specific allowance for moving to that specific country, that is something that needs to be taken into account. So even if an employee or a posted worker would receive an allowance to move to that specific country, it needs to be the exact right allowance to move to a specific country. On the other side, for instance, the Netherlands has a special provision for payment during sick leave. If a posted worker is covered under the extended mandatory employment rights, foreign employers might be required to pay these kind of payment during sick leave because they are covered under the extended set of employment rights. So this is something to really take into account uh, and familiarize what, what is the exact set of employment rights that is the posted worker entitled to. So to summarize this topic, this point, after 12 months or 18 months, if the notification is motivated, we are looking into more terms of employment, which cover sick pay and maternity rights and many, many other rights. So just how does all of this link with this transparency and enforcement directive, because the majority of the things that we've been mentioning are actually from the enforcement directive that has been already in place for a few years. So just to divide and um, distinguish really those two obligations, right? We have the transparency obligations that are basically informing the employee of multiple employment factors. It's a notification issued by the home employer to the employee directly. It's not submitted to any governmental authorities and it may not be required if the posting is for less than four consecutive weeks. 
And on the other side, you have the posted worker standard notification that we've all heard about, that is to um, the government authorities in the host country, and that include a lot of more information about the posting, right, Iris? So how, how is this linked, actually, and, and what other impacts may it have? Well, as you say correctly, is that um, this is basically an additional requirement that needs to be taken care of when a worker is posted within the EU and qualified as a posted worker. So on top of having to uh, submit a posted worker notification in the country where the posted worker is performing the work, in the home country, the home country employer is required to um, notify the posted worker on the exact terms of employment that apply to the worker during his posting. And this has a broad range of transparent, I would say, um, requirements. So that would not only relate to the exact remuneration uh, elements, but also, for instance, to the currency in which the posted worker is going to be paid, the period that the posting is going to take, the exact location where people are going to perform the work. So basically, it is making sure that posted workers are aware of their employment conditions at the exact location where the work is performed. And on top of that, the workers also need to be referred to a website, a government website, in the location where they are going to perform the work. And this website also gives the information on the local employment conditions that need to be complied with. So it is basically a double requirement. It is the employer going to tell the employee or refer the employee to the exact conditions that will apply. And there's going to be reference to the official government site where the uh, information can be reviewed. And obviously we're talking about this obligation that needs to be provided to the employee, which needs to be in written and it needs to be prior to the posting. And well, basically work kind of giving rights to the employees to cross-check that what their employer is giving them is correct, right? Because they have all of this information, they have the notification written, so it's no longer any more a compliance obligation only. It also relates to well-being, to duty of care, and it's linking with the war of talent, right? Because people could compare what they're getting when they're being sent on posting between companies even. Absolutely, yes. And this is, of course, I think what the, the majority of employers really, this, this is what it is all about, making sure that if we have workers that we are posting abroad, we just want to make sure that everything is settled to making sure that people can focus on the work that they are doing. And absolutely what you want is not only making sure that the employment conditions are being taken care of, but also that all other elements that um, matter to workers are provided. And what you want to avoid, and I think this is a, a, a majority of, I would say, concerns that you can have, is that if uh, two workers are working alongside each other and they get into a conversation with each other and they find out that they have sort of differences that they cannot explain, I think that discomfort is really something that can be avoided by employers just checking and confirming beforehand that the, that the posting is started what is the applicable remuneration, but also the other employment rights that need to be taken care of and transparently communicated with their posted workers. I think that's a great summary. So that's our tip for everyone. The Transparent and Predictable Working Conditions Directive is being still transposed, but it's already active in around half of the countries in the European Union. Employers should start reviewing very, very thoroughly all of the obligations that they need to look at and doing something to avoid not only compliance issues, but all of the factors that we've mentioned. 
So I think this is a great way of ending this episode, Iris, and I really wanted to thank you for participating today. Well, thank you, Sherry. It was nice talking. The next episode will be about more posted workers, but this time about the obligations behind the notification. So everything that you always wanted to do once you submitted a posted workers notification and no one actually told you you had to do. So on behalf of Iris and myself, I want to thank you for joining On The Move today. If you have any questions about the posted workers directive, please reach out to us or your usual Vialto contact. On The Move is all about giving you ideas and information about issues that come with operating a global workforce. So if you'd like, why not take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.